0: Calling Ben from memory again. It happened. I know his number by heart. I think he might be the person that I've called the most. Pogity. Hey, Ben. How's it going? Uh, Good. Uh, So I was thinking about this. Uh, Your number is one of the main numbers I have memorized. Yeah. And I was going to say, I think I've called you the most, but I realized that I've called my parents' number the most, like the home number where I (laughs) I grew up, because they still have it. And there's absolutely no way, even though I have called you many, many times. Yeah. Uh,
1: It's funny. There's no way that... I still remember the phone number we had when I grew up. And the thing is... When we moved, when I was in high school, we moved from Lacey to Shelton, and for some reason, we had to change our phone number.
0: Huh? We couldn't take now our. How fo- far away are those places? It's for, it, for forty. Who don't it's know. a different county.
1: It's forty-five miles. Yeah, well, or so. that's
0: that's definitely why. Back in I the mean, day, yeah. Back
1: you back could, in the day, yeah. You could not take your number with couldn't you. Couldn't transfer your landline. So yeah, area code two hundred six. I'm just gonna say it because it's you know I because I'm kind of proud of it. Two hundred six. 456-6404 that was my phone number when I'm i was growing up am sorry
0: out. to whoever has that phone number now
1: i kind of want to call it just to see where who it is
0: oh yeah okay go ahead uh, i will uh, stay <laughs> okay. on the line
1: hang on i'll conference, conference you conference in.
0: me in yeah,
1: yeah. No, but uh, yeah. I don't. I couldn't tell you what my parents' phone. Oh, number you're is not now. doing
0: it. You totally should do it. No, I'm not. Ben, no, I'm, do not it. I'm not going to bother anybody. Do like it. That. Do it for the podcast. Uh, my parents actually It'll be have my pivotal parents, episode.
1: My parents actually have three phone numbers, and I have, I don't know any of them they okay, have. Okay, I was
0: gonna say they, let's list them all now. They, they still
1: have the landline at the house, but they each have a cell phone. So you know.
0: <laughs> oh. Hey, this is something that might be kind of interesting. Heaven, um, heaven forbid I should ever get
1: arrested and have to make a phone call.
0: Well, I was thinking about that, and if, if that were ever to happen, you Well no, I have Jennifer's phone I number memorized when you now, call. but I had but I had to I had to make an effort to memorize hers. Uh right. because I did not call her that much. Yeah. Um <coughs> from memory. Whereas you I call the most. Anyway. Besides my parents interrupting me. Uh, oh, you. but what I was gonna say is um all right. So, as you know, I have I have uh, written two children's books uh, that have been published by Disney. I own both of them. Hey, speaking about owning both of them, uh, hey, no, um, <laughs> I was uh, no the other the other thing I was going to say though is that, as you know, I also write my own books and self publish them with uh, less care for spelling and uh, proofreading and all of Bothers
1: that. bothers you to no end, I'm sure.
0: Yes, yes, I hate it. Um, But the thing is that every once in a while, people uh, will do these... um, I don't want to call them scams necessarily, because I'm sure they're legitimate business people and all that, but uh, they want to do uh, promotions for your book, and they are under the impression that I am... Not a published author that I only self-publish because they don't look into it that much. So someone finds
1: and so, say Mara and the Magicians on Amazon and wants yes. to help promote it?
0: Just because? Specifically that one has been happening lately. And they'll say, um, oh oh no, they they want to help promote it, but I have to pay them money <laughs> to do it. <laughs> Um, of course. And, why Why wouldn't you have to do that? Why wouldn't you have right, to pay? Right, exactly. It, except for the fact that these other two books that I had, um, I did not pay anyone to promote them. Uh, because that it, was that was a... publisher pub- yeah, so did it. This is a company See, that
1: specifically seeks out self-published works knowing that there's not a big uh, publishing arm like Disney behind it, and so they're looking to right. make a bit of quid off of Desperate Authors.
0: Now here's the thing that is interesting. Uh number one is the last time they called me, I was considering it. I was like, well, huh, I wonder how you know, but that's not great. Um Can I ask you know, how much they just, wanted? Uh I do not know because I cut yeah. it off. You before. didn't go that far. Okay. Um I have heard, however, that because after I shared the information with some other self publishy people that I know. Um it uh, the quotes are often in the hundreds of dollars. Okay. Like, you know, um not thousands, but but not like a hundred dollars. Like more than a hundred dollars. Did they have a guarantee like will Oh will, and I'm saying a hundred, not eight hundred. Right. Uh well
1: they did they say will guarantee for say $150 oh, yeah, yeah. will guarantee you will move X number of units.
0: They'll, they'll, like, put it on a website. They'll get you into this book fair. They'll um, get it uh, reviewed by this um, author, I mean, this guy, this certain book critic, and stuff like that. Um, again, as... When I did that, they just do it, you know, like Kirkus will review your book because it is a published book, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, None of these things are necessarily, you know, that's the thing is this is a gray area. These aren't scams. I mean, (laughs) in, in, in as much as they probably do do the things they tell you that they will do. It's just how useful is it? Like, for instance, let's say you have a book. It's not that great uh and th- this guy reviews it promising start let's say he says for this new author is right. that going to be great or do do does part of this thing that this reviewer gives it a positive review because if that's the case then probably word around town uh is that you don't trust anything that reviewer says right you know that kind of, anyway the the bottom line though what i was going to say is uh these people cold called me and the way that they did it was they called my mom <laughs> what and got her to give me to give them my number saying that you know we really like his book and we think it's going to do well did you have now, a talking to is, you
1: with your mom after that
0: i i did um she i and i was like look i i didn't know either you know uh, but After talking, here's the thing that's kind of funny. Um, Same exact person at the same exact company called me a couple of days later, gave me the entire same pitch, but did it in such a way that he didn't remember that he had talked to me earlier. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it totally and does because was, it seems that like that was very they're, disillusioning.
1: They're calling, yeah, they're 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 cold calling probably hundreds of hundreds of people. Yeah, and he's just and, rea- he's just uh, reading from a script. Your name is no, you know, is no different than every other name on his list.
0: Yeah, so that was that was a little crazy. The one thing I did think about: it's possible that there's a supervisor listening in on him. And so if he's supposed to call so many people a day, he might have been double calling and pretending like he didn't know that he'd already called me. But I think he didn't remember. And now watch. He actually listens to the podcast and he calls and he's very offended. And he's like, Paul, we're offering you a great deal. But uh, yeah. Oh, speaking of a great deal. uh, Hey, Betty, Hulu. Right. Did they, they lowered uh, the, their price? Is that what I heard? Oh, I don't know about that. Uh did they? That'd be cool.
1: I think I did uh, hear that because uh because Netflix raised their price. So, oh. uh, so Hulu was like, alright, game on.
0: <laughs> well, I pay for Hulu without commercials. And uh one of the things that I really like about it is that if there are shows that I'm watching sometimes um, like, for instance, I was watching Gotham, as you know, yeah, uh, which is great. Uh, I got all the way through the ones that were on Netflix, and it's still running season five now, and Hulu is showing season five. Now I have to wait, of course, for it to to um, you know come out. So when you say you pay Which for Hulu with no to.
1: commercials, does that mean there are different tiers of payment for Hulu? You can have yes. a commercial set that's cheaper and uh That and, is correct.
0: Okay. Yep. Um and and that's that's the one thing is that uh you know me, Ben. I don't like propaganda. <laughs> uh, uh and the commercials are probably one of the best forms of it. That's ever been invented. It's insane.
1: Yeah. In how fact, much it like
0: the, seeps into your brain.
1: In fact, they have built a whole industry around the commercials that aired during the Super Bowl.
0: Yes. And I didn't want. Would wa- I love to make commercials for a living? Sure, I would. I didn't <laughs> want. Would I feel bad about it? Maybe. Well, I, you go, know, go ahead. Th- there's yeah. a
1: certain point where, you know, the, the, the dollar bills, I think. Um, uh inoculate you against those guilty feelings. But uh um, Well and
0: plus you can do art
1: with them. You know what I mean? Like yeah.
0: a good commercial. No, you there's, would feel
1: there's some really funny commercials out there, but apparently a lot of the commercials during the Super Bowl were these big uh and I'm just hearing this I just heard the second hand. I didn't and wa- I didn't actually watch it. But yes. um
0: Oh no, wait! You didn't watch the Super Bowl. I did
1: not watch the Super Bowl. I well see. If, Me neither. I would have watched the Super Bowl had the two different teams played. Like if the ah. New Orleans Saints were playing the Kansas City Chiefs, I would have watched it. But it turns out yeah. the New England Patriots were playing the Los Angeles Rams, so I'm like, screw it.
0: Kansas City Chiefs. Shout out to Scott Zelnoski, a friend of mine who liked that ball club. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, what
1: I was saying is, I heard that a lot of the commercials that aired during the Super Bowl were um, these big corporations that were bragging about how they support humanitarian causes. And oh. for the for for one, uh, the first point is CBS charged something like three point five million dollars per thirty second <laughs> spot. And, okay, and, so, and Budweiser's yeah. producing a commercial that probably costs just as much to produce. They're spending, okay, let's pretend they spent $7 million on a 30-second ad that brags about how much they support humanitarian causes. How much is that number compared to the amount of money they spend on humanitarian causes?
0: Right, exactly. Well, yeah. And And did anyone, oh, this would be great. Did anyone at all go, we could have spent this much on this commercial? Instead, here's a, you know, this thing that we let the kids that we helped record. It cost us zero dollars. That would be great if they had done that. Yeah.
1: You know, I think it's one of those things. I don't know how much. I mean, there have been a number of studies that said how much it would cost to make sure Flint. And you know whatever other city has this problem has clean water, and it's not that actually that large of a number in the grand scheme of things of the amount of money the country spends money on. You know, like it's right. Let's pretend it's thirty-five million dollars to replace all oh. the, the pipes in Flint.
0: Yeah. But. Oh man, it just just a just <laughs> a black just a black screen. Budweiser spent you know <laughs> a quarter of that, a third of that
1: on a thirty-second spot. And they probably bought it's just, a dozen anyway.
0: All I'm saying just is a Budweiser black screen can fix that says Flint. Instead of instead of doing uh, a high budget commercial, Budweiser fixed Flint's water. Yeah. And then just the Budweiser logo for the next twenty seconds.
1: Yeah, I that, that would be super effective, especially if it were true.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, if they, yeah. If it wasn't true, if it wasn't true, baller move, but not great.
1: Yeah, we fixed Flint's water, but now instead of clean tap water, you get Budweiser.
0: You know, I, I gotta, I gotta say, uh, when I was a kid, the idea of a faucet in your house that dispensed chocolate milk sounded like a great idea. As an adult, just thinking about how the maintenance of that faucet would suck, <laughs> uh, I can't do it. I can't. There's no. That's. I think that is that is one of the one of the very interesting uh, ideas for curses that I have come up with. That everything that you wish you had when you were a kid, like in drawings and stuff like that, actually was true, but with all the real world problems you hadn't thought of. Right. Right. An 18-story house with a fireman's pole. Do you know what your velocity would be by the time you reach to the bottom? Not great. No. <laughs> and that's and remember that's the only way to get down. You designed right. it.
1: Oh man. Uh, I I need to go back and correct correct my math. If um oh it, it costs because yeah. uh, now that I've been able to think about it it's I it's I listen to the sports radio show and they always they always talk about how radio math is terrible because when you're oh yeah when you're not you know uh very you know quick on the math draw and you try to pull numbers out of your head even simple division it gets you know, you get maybe you get confused because you're thinking of a bunch of other things but um yes budweiser for that 7 million dollar spot to, it, they would have spent 20% of the 35 million dollars it will take to fix flint
0: oh okay well 7 times still... 5 is 35 anyway 35 yeah, yeah yeah okay uh so uh speaking about that uh, a conversation I had uh, with some people around these parts uh, about math. So the the people I was talking with, uh, the one of the guy's uh, kids goes to a charter school. Mm-hmm. And he was complaining about the kind of math that his kid was learning. It happens to be the kind that Betty was learning in the Seattle School District.
1: Now, when Where, you say kind of math, is it just a method of learning?
0: A method of learning, okay. Uh, like instead of like, I don't the think multiplication I, I don't tables, like that they're learning algebra. Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> instead of multiplication, this is younger kids. Uh, instead of multiplication tables, they have like boxes.
1: Yeah, is that is that part of Common Core? Am I misremembering that? Yes, okay. exactly. Yes.
0: So their kids are doing Common Core. Uh, Betty was doing Common Core, and now she is not. Or And the thing that was interesting to me is that when Betty went from Common I don't know what the point of Common Core is. I'm sure someone uh, will chime in, uh, maybe, about it. If you know uh, anything
1: about Common Core math, let us know at Ben's email at yahoo.com at gmail.com. The,
0: but the basic thing was that when she got here to the school district, she had to, to catch up. Yeah. To the rest of your classmates. Yeah. Uh, because common core for whatever reason you have to uh, you have to really
1: adjust your way of thinking about it. I've seen examples of common core math and I don't really understand it. Cuz that's not the method of math that I grew up with.
0: So what's the point of it? I don't know. Do you know what? I have no the... idea. What
1: is the point of it? Is it supposed to be easier to learn?
0: Is it supposed to be easier to learn, or or is it? Okay, so th- here's something that I have learned about myself uh, and how I differ from other people. Yeah. Like for math, I can't do it until I understand what's happening, and once I understand what's happening, I can do it better than people who have just memorized stuff.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Does that make sense at all?
1: I suppose. If it makes sense to you, I think that's the only thing that matters.
0: Yeah, so I was in an advanced math class. This is for uh, because I was taking programming stuff. And I had not passed calculus. I think I had passed trigonometry. Uh, but I, I ended up dropping calculus. But this advanced math class, which I could take instead of calculus, um, I was able to take... Because it was closer to like philosophy than math in some ways, and okay. the only way I can describe it is this: we, we did stuff and we worked in groups. Was it were you taking logic? And I would have to have no. It was it was called advanced mathematics. Oh, okay. Um, but I so I'd be working with a group of people, and they'd be trying to figure something out, and I'd say, "Well, what does this symbol mean?" And they'd explain what the symbol was, and I would go, "Oh, okay. Well, then it's this." And they would go, yes, that's right. That sort of thing. So yeah. it's it's almost, I don't know, a lateral thinking kind of and this I, I know this sound this isn't um supposed to be a humble brag. I don't know if it is a brag at all or it's whatever. A, you know what? This I, is
1: a podcast with your name on it, so brag away.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. But but the so the thing is that I in many ways if there is no one who knows how to do something. You might as well let me try because lots of times I can do something close to what that to what is supposed to be happening.
1: Learn by doing.
0: Um that's that's why I like working in smaller offices lots of times because in bigger offices there's always the person where that's their specialty. Yeah. You know what I mean? They hire or they'll hire someone. In smaller offices uh, lots of times there's no one to do that. And so, I, so like, as an example, um, uh, at one point in time, and I won't say which employer or where, um, <laughs> they needed someone to take notes. And no one had taken notes before. Yeah. And so yeah. it was like, hey, new guy, you're taking notes from now on. And within, like, two or three weeks, uh... I was the expert note taker guy um, and what that meant, just because you were as far the, as I was concerned. Just
1: because you were the only note
0: taker guy? Well, I thought it was a Tom Sawyer type thing where they are like, hey, you're really great at this. Come on and do... Well, that's not Tom Sawyer, but you know what I mean? Hey, you're... This guy's great at yeah, shoveling cow manure. <laughs> Come on, buddy. We've got more. You know that kind of thing. Like anyone yeah. could do it. This but they department were just over here
1: has a whole floor full of cow manure.
0: But much like in the kung fu movies, where you've been painting the fence for a long time, and you realize now you also know kung fu or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I know that that was a plot for the Karate Kid, but they took that from <laughs> kung fu uh, movies. Um, I knew everyone. Because I was taking notes at all the meetings, so I had to write down who knew what and everything like that. Yeah,
1: you had to write down who was present, blah, blah, blah.
0: And people uh, would be like talking about this certain aspect of the company like, hey, does anyone know how to do this? I was like, well, why don't you ask? And then I would say somebody's name and they'd say, well, who is that? (laughs) And I'd say, oh, well, that's the guy who – so I ended up learning uh, something that they didn't know they needed, which was inter – uh team communication basically right so that is so that's fun uh and also you know like uh if if remote viewing became a thing or or like psychic stuff sure me why not because if if you don't have anyone maybe i could do it that sort of thing but if you've got someone who knows how to do it maybe that's what isn't that what jack of all trades is about you're not the best person, but if they don't have anyone to do it, then you might as well try.
1: I don't. I, I don't think it's or, centered around that philosophy. I think it's. I think it's you. You have competencies across a wide spectrum. So you like John DeChazo, basically. Well, I mean the the complete phrase is uh, "Jack of all trades, master of none." Uh huh. I would say John DeChazo definitely has mastery in. <laughs> in a lot of his a lot of the trades that he uh pedals in um yeah that will
0: Jackal trades master there's there's actually a second part and I don't know the second part but it's something to the effect of uh trades master master of none I think it's but sometimes better than the master of one or something to that effect like like you you don't you don't just know – you You know a whole bunch of stuff and you're at least competent as some – so basically there's some guy over there that's only good at this thing and I'm actually better this, than him at it.
1: Is this like from a, uh, a Chinese proverb or something that I had never realized before?
0: Um, I don't know for a fact, but I know it- that uh, – the reason I know there's a second part is because uh, the not Jamie, but the other guy, Adam, from Mythbusters, said yeah. it one time in a show. And I vaguely remember him uh. saying it, but I don't remember exactly how it goes. Uh, well,
1: <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past Adam to just make something up,
0: too. No, 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 no. I, 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 he, was, he was correcting someone, which is why I think he actually uh, was remembering uh. it from something. So yeah, I know people yeah, who, yeah, yeah. It, I think they feel that correcting others is their point in life. Oh, uh, do you do you have podcasts with any of those people? <laughs> by any chance? <laughs> no, it's, I'm just
1: uh, wondering. No, I'm not. I'm not talking. I'm not talking about you, Paul. Don't worry. Okay,
0: all right. I, but next I, time you so, correct
1: me, sir, I'm just gonna. Ooh.
0: I mean, I have start. I have actually made a career for myself. Uh, I wanted to make a career out of doing creative stuff, but I've realized I think I've I've pitched this to you as a as a concept. The fact that I hate actually doing creative stuff, um, <laughs> but you like having I like done it when
1: creative stuff.
0: I like it when I'm done. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas if if I can just tell people that they're wrong all day, I am happy. Oh my god! But uh, the the good news is that I'm nice about it. <laughs> Uh, more than a lot of other people Hey, guess what? You're completely wrong. Yeah, well, no, no, no. It's not that. It's like... Don't you feel dumb now? uh, You know how you said this? I actually looked at... Here's... Okay. I'm going to give you a tip, Ben, and to our listeners. Here is the best thing to do when you're telling someone that they're wrong. Tell them that they're wrong in person, not through email, not... And definitely not in front of anyone else. So not on a group email, not in a meeting. Go to them separately and say, hey, just so you know, this is actually what's going on. If you do it that way, they won't get mad at you as much. And that way you know that your heart is pure. You're not doing it to undermining them. You're doing it because you care about the truth.
1: I think there's also, like, if you have an employee who you know that if uh th- it's pointed out that they made a mistake that they're going yes. to get actively angry then yes. there are other issues at play uh, other than uh having to figure out how to tell this person that they did something wrong or they've been oh, no, doing but, something wrong
0: but i have to say that getting called out in front of people is not well cool. that's
1: just that's just good manners you shouldn't do that yeah and in fact, exactly. I find that uh the people who do publicly call out others mistakes are are the um A of all they themselves are the most prone to making mistakes. And yes. and uh B of all it's a it's like a self-esteem issue, you know, they got to they got to call out others to make themselves feel better. It's a I've seen that in the workplace and it's actually kind of a, you know, it's 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 really really uncomfortable when, you know, Regardless
0: of which side of that you're on. There is a thing uh, that I... Uh, you, you've you seen the movie Buckaroo Banzai. Once a long time uh, ago. Believe. And there is a good novelization. I think anyway, the novelization is good of it. And there's a thing from there that I love, uh, which I think I've said to you before. I don't know if I've said it in this podcast before. Uh, treat me good, I'll treat you better. Treat me bad, I'll treat you worse. It's it's a great little... Um, like, if you think of people like that, they're interesting, for sure. There are people who are polite to everyone, and then there are people who are, like, overly generous and also a complete jerk. I think, like, Anthony Bourdain might fit into that category, for example. <laughs> right? Like, the mythos of him and all that. Treat me good, I'll treat you better. Treat me bad, I'll treat you worse. It seems like... You we all know people like that, kind of. Yeah, don't I we? guess so. So the thing about that is as I know these rules of politeness for correcting someone, if someone violates that sort of unspoken thing to me, I have been quick to anger sometimes, <laughs> and it's never good. Do we need to call HR on you, Paul? No, 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 no. I know. I'm talking just in general, even in life. Uh but the thing of, oh, we're doing this? Okay then. What about, you know, and then and then you do something that's like ten times more horrible. Uh, that sort of thing. Uh I have learned to curb that. I don't do it anymore uh as much. But uh you know, if you're a, an employee of Sears, for example, and and you don't return my rice cooker. <laughs> when I was uh, working... I, when I was traumatize my family. When I was
1: working in the a uh, corporate sector, which sounds so uh, false.
0: Is this when you were doing uh, art Yeah, stuff?
1: Yeah. Okay. I actually, I had to take classes on how to deal with coworkers. And the point of the class... I don't think we've talked about this before. The point of the class was to make sure that you modified your behavior to ensure that the other person felt comfortable yes and there was at the time you know because i was a, i was in my mid-20s and it was my first like big you know like fancy pants job so i'm like okay yeah that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. But, the, yeah. but the more i think about it i'm like well how come the onus is on me You know, how come they well, see, this isn't anything that I would ever like act out on in the corporate world. I'm the nicest person in the office. Yeah. yeah. Even when I like, you know, I I, every once in a while I was um, freelancing at a a big corporation downtown, you know, and those lessons come back to me and I can identify those personalities like, okay, this is the person this is the you know, this type of personality where to get like the the best way for efficiency oddly enough is uh-huh. to small talk first because that's yes. how they that's how they communicate and then you get to business whereas this type of person is a don't small talk kind of person just tell me what you need
0: i think that that, that those those classes that you took ben yeah and i'm serious about this uh, classes that other people have probably spent tons of money to like get told the same thing Right cuz both those things are very useful. Yeah. Um but here's the thing that I was going to say which it sounds like this wasn't the class that I thought it was, which I'm glad about. Uh HRs uh sometimes do classes about um uh how do you say it? Uh like um making sure you don't offend your fellow employee. And the concept behind that is that it's their impression that matters, not your intention. Yes. Right. I realize now that this is not what you're talking about. Well, no, and and the listener,
1: that wasn't even back in, you know, almost 15 years ago, 18 years ago, that sort of sensitivity never entered into the equation.
0: Well, I, I got to say, when I was in the Air Force, uh, this is 1995, we did have, I mean, the Air Force, uh, kind of cutting edge as far as a lot of management stuff goes, and I'm, you know, I, I'm being complimentary to them as far as this goes. Uh, we had a we had a class, we were all sitting there, and uh, the guy said, okay, let's say you go into my office, and I've got a big uh, Nazi flag behind me, huge swastika. Uh, and you say, I don't like that you have that. And I say, oh no, no, uh, this, uh, is actually, uh, a symbol of, uh, love and peace. It doesn't matter what I think it is. What matters right. is what you think. And it, it's kind of, uh, and everyone's like, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and he's like, okay, now, uh, what about the stars and bars? You say it's southern pride. You know, I say that it's you know this, and this was like I said, 1995 in Texas.
1: That sounds you know? very progressive for a Texan.
0: Well, well, for a, a, a United States uh, Air Force person who was working in texas oh right i don't know if they were i i don't know if they were actually texas actually though. no i you know but I,
1: i've i wouldn't i wouldn't ca- uh um categorize all of texas as quote uh, the deep south that's you got to go further but, east for that
0: but their but their point was that the concept of uh, it doesn't matter what you say it's what yeah the other person feels uh they introduce it in a way that okay, well yeah, of course that's an extreme thing, but then they take it to a point where you you would be on the other side of the argument, maybe. Cause at that time, you know, that was a big uh it still is, but you know, a big a big sensitivity thing. Oh, you're being overly sensitive. Here's the thing at the time that I had listened to it, I was still a big uh, Dukes of Hazards fan. Right. So I was like, how are you going to get offended about the General E? But I got it, you know. <laughs> and that's the thing is I, I really credit the the United States Air Force with some of my uh, awakening wow. to uh, how things work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, no, oh, the ball got woke it's through the, the Air Force. S- it's the same thing. I get it. Um yeah it still still didn't take for quite some time <laughs> and maybe still hasn't, but I try I want to be good um speaking about which uh for whatever reason uh another week, no Twitter oh yeah although although I did do one thing I didn't engage with it i i for full disclosure, I gotta say I searched Twitter uh using mobile Twitter. For uh, AT and T down because on Super Bowl Sunday, uh, I was getting messages from my Amazon Prime service that my bandwidth was too slow. Huh? To download a uh, a TV show. Interesting. <laughs> but on your phone, um, this was uh, you were downloading no, no, it on your phone. on... on no no, uh from uh streaming. Too too slow to stream, I'm sorry. Uh and this is for, through my PS4. Okay. Uh but I called ATT and they confirmed that my speeds were still super high. I have fiber optic stuff. <laughs> okay. And they suggested that Amazon, which was the 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 app that was giving me that message might be experiencing problems itself and used that message incorrectly cuz they said try sure. to try to go other places and i was able to go other places with no problem so they they had a a point we've we've we like, we've
1: tin foiled had it about our you know about cable companies before yeah so call, you but, know forgive uh, me if i'm a little suspicious about AT&T putting the onus on amazon
0: yeah Oh hey speaking about uh, onus uh, we have corrections today yeah I believe we do they came in they uh, came in earlier today yeah yeah to explain to the to the people at home listening uh, Ben I'll do that while you uh, pull them up yeah. um, so Ben and I a long time ago uh, were remarking about how uh, our podcast doesn't really have a theme and we've loosely built it around the following theme um, people aren't smart. Or at least they aren't as smart as they think they are. Uh, They have these mini computers now, these phones with Google and Wikipedia. They can look things up. And it seems to be an aspect of the human consciousness that after they've looked something up, they think that they already knew it. The ability to look something up has become the same as knowing something, which is false. And so to illustrate this, uh, Ben and I... Never look anything up on the on the show. We like, try to remember. For instance. Oh, for
1: instance. Yes. Earlier on, we talked about the phrase, uh, Jack of all trades, master of none. Paul thought that there was more, but can't remember. And we didn't look it up,
0: so we just left it. Exactly. We just left it. And so what happens then is uh, we ask you, the listener, if you have something that you know that we did wrong or something that we... Uh, Should have more information on, uh, but don't, uh, go ahead and write to us. And you already have heard Ben's email address, uh, which is Ben's email at yahoo.com at gmail.com. Yeah. Hey, I get it it. right every Uh, time. Yeah. And it's not written down. (laughs) And I didn't get it right way back when. Um, So, yeah, write to us. And luckily we have a ringer, Jennifer fact checker, uh, my wife, Jennifer Pratt, uh, often fact checks us and, uh, we love it and thank you because it's happened again. Now time for the segment that we call corrections. Ding. Ding. All right. So what's up, Ben? Last
1: week I talked about watching the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, and then afterwards watching Inception again because I hadn't seen it in a while. And uh, Christopher Nolan uses a lot of the same actors, so yes. I listed off a bunch of actors that were in both the uh, the Batman uh, trilogy and Inception. And I guess I missed a couple. There's also oh, uh, great Tom Hardy. Was in Inception, and he's also Bane in The Dark Knight. Oh yeah, Rises. that's
0: right. Yeah, of course. And Marion Cotillard. Tom he, He's he's really hard to to pin <clears throat> down. He's a man of a thousand faces.
1: And Marion Cotillard, who plays right. uh, Talia Al Ghul,
0: that in the Batman movies, right.
1: not in Inception
0: yeah um also my wife famously not a big fan of inception the movie
1: <laughs> gosh I can imagine why somebody uh I can't imagine why somebody who lived with you when that movie came out is <laughs> doesn't like that movie
0: oh oh what's great is uh as a gift, I took her to see inception at the imax i believe uh in fact uh I had not seen it either to be fair um but yeah, so afterwards, I was like, wow, that was great, wasn't it? And I wanted to talk about it, and she was like, yeah. <laughs> um, she was like, no, it was dumb. Because she, well, no, 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 she was very, she was a lot kinder than, the, the, than she is now, uh, because <laughs> she knew that it was like, you know, I mean, she, was, she didn't pull really any punches, but she, she also engaged with it as she saw it. She did not sugarcoat her opinion for sure but she was not overly rude uh to me
2: uh, at that time
0: well that's good anyway
1: moving on uh yeah, yeah, there's yeah. only one other one we were talking we were talking about a universal basic income and uh yeah. i guess you mentioned that there's a guy who is pushing it and his name was yes. jeff yang well, is his,
0: was his name Jeff Yang?
1: You, well, apparently his his name is Andrew Yang, not Jeff Yang.
0: Dang it! There's another guy named Jeff Yang. He's a he's a comedian. Uh, I knew it was one of the Yang <clears throat> men. Andrew Yang, I'm sorry, Andrew, and that for is, mistaking you for Jeff. That is it for corrections
1: for this week.
0: Yeah. Uh, in fact, me mistaking Andrew Yang for Jeff Yang would be something that Jeff Yang would probably bring up as uh fodder for his comedy, which is insightful and about the human condition <laughs> and, and I've never heard all of all that kind of stuff. No, no. He was he was one of the people who um when the person uh was like, uh can't imagine meat eaters eating this stuff that looks like dishwasher Water was like you know that's a hot pot, and it's uh, Chinese food, and also you're a bad person. That thing. Do you remember me talking about that? I believe. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so well, it, the 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 basic idea that um, if you were a member of a group, let's say vegans, and you do something dumb like show a picture of traditional chinese food and say this looks disgusting uh i as a person who sometimes identifies as a vegan not always by the way it turns out i've been drinking this uh sonic protein drink
1: because <laughs> I'm um, dairy in it
0: it's a uh, it doesn't it has fish in it oh yeah, like uh, fi- essential makes... fish oils. Um, uh, fish protein.
1: You know what's really funny? Uh, uh, the the waveform. The I think the waveform. We'll when I said essential fish oils, looks like a fish.
0: Yeah. Oh no way! <laughs> oh, that's cool.
1: I'm gonna take a screenshot. Just of like
0: that. how uh, the notes of for Twin Peaks uh, theme song mm-hmm. look like uh, two mountains. It's pretty cool. Um. But, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I've been, I've been drinking this cause it's, it's, uh, 50 calories, 10 grams of protein. Uh, it's great. Except that it's, uh, the flavor is watermelon mint, which <laughs> watermelon that mint. it's like, what, what is that flavor? How does that obviously it's. It's meant to make your brain go haywire and not really think about what the taste is like because it's got fish in it, is my guess. So, yeah, uh, not a vegan. Definitely not. I have been drinking fish protein for a while now. Um, Also, we are going to Hen House uh, after the podcast is over. Which, Ben, I don't Wait. think you've ever been to Hen House, is my guess.
1: Uh, I take it you're not talking about um, what I think uh, Hen House is, but tell me what that means.
0: Hen House is a, the name of a chain restaurant, kind of like Denny's, okay. I guess. Uh, it's, in, it's in the Midwest, and here's the thing. As a kid, <laughs> I always wanted to go to Hen House, but my parents never really took us there. And I don't know why. It just sounds like a uh, cute nickname some for. A, reason.
1: It just sounds like a nickname for a brothel to me.
0: Oh yeah, a hen house. Maybe maybe there's another part of it that I don't know about. It's possible. <laughs> um, but but anyway, it looks cute. Um, it, it's got like a, you know the the restaurant is shaped kind of like a barn and anyway it's not uh, shaped like a chicken. Yeah. Not really any vegan options at hen house, Ben. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. Um Yeah, I would I, I would uh, expect a
1: Midwest restaurant called the Han House has very many vegan options.
0: So so anyway, but I eat vegan food a lot, it's what I what I default to. Right. Um yes. so if someone if someone says, you know, vegans are awful, look at this, and they post something that someone who is a vegan posted. You know, I do get a little like you know oh that's a group that i'm sort of a member of you know, like i i feel bad about it and so this this thing that jeff yang not andrew yang andrew yang uh basic income jeff yang wrote he wrote this big uh you know twitter uh i'm not calling it a rant it wasn't a rant it was a thread big twitter thread about uh veganism in the united states and how a lot of stuff that is vegan comes from asian culture um and the impact that a lot of it has had on the world and stuff like that like the the whole thing about um when uh quinoa was big there was a quinoa famine in peru for a little bit because all the quinoa that they were making got shipped <laughs> overseas and for a while the farmers didn't actually have any of their own that kind of thing it
1: was an interesting economics of that is is interesting because um the farmers the the farmers were selling off all their quinoa because it was popular overseas yeah but how come the how come that didn't just inject more capital into their economy
0: well it depends i I, I, i don't know uh one of the things about a Twitter thread is it's not always fully, uh, like, there aren't footnotes or, you know, uh, citations. Uh, But, I mean, he seemed to know what he was talking about, and I kind of... But the the main thing was that after reading through his thing, at first I was, like, offended uh, for the other guy, and by the end I was offended by the other guy. I was like yeah, I'm with you, Jeff. This guy is a jerk. That kind of thing. So that's who Jeff Yang is. Well, I'm uh, glad we settled that up.
1: Hey, uh, uh, so there's so, a, I don't, yeah. so since you're off Twitter, you're uh, yeah. probably not familiar with uh, the news of the day. There's not really a lot, but there's one big thing happening.
0: Okay, uh, let's
1: see if I know about it. All right, guess. No, oh, no, no, you tell me. See if you can guess. Oh, it's a it's a weather event here in Seattle.
0: Oh, uh, no. Is it uh, snowing? It will. So, it's going to snow in Seattle? Well, see, here's the thing. We got,
1: like here in downtown Seattle, we got one to three inches on Monday. Uh-huh. And uh, the city shut down for two days. Like everything was closed oh, Monday. Of course Tuesday. it did.
0: <laughs> Dig this.
1: The current yeah. projections say that... Um, beginning Saturday we're going to get one to two feet of snow what it's going oh my gosh it's going, and, snowpocalypse I mean, I'll believe it if it happens we've had these sort of scares before but um
0: I do remember one one winter when I was there that there were yeah. There was a large snowfall.
1: 2008 was the snow apocalypse and so, you know, it's yes. been 10 to 11 years. I don't remember when in 2008 this like was it, you know, early w- winter or uh late winter. But um
0: I don't remember either, but I do remember it. Yeah. I, I remember
1: having a great time. I I was living at Mr. House with uh Stephen and Scott and uh we basically for that entire week just uh played video games, watched TV and and ate poorly. <laughs>
0: Oh, one thing I, I will have to say to people uh, who do not live in Seattle, you know, people make a lot of fun of Seattle for not being prepared for the weather and stuff like that. Yeah. But the one thing that Seattle has that a lot of of us don't is a whole bunch of hills. Hills that even in, like, dry conditions, some cars can't make it up. Right. <laughs> Uh, when they're covered in snow, it's, it's, uh, physics just won't
1: allow. In fact, you used to live up a hill that an old car of mine didn't even make it up one night and in perfectly dry conditions.
0: Yes. Yes. That course, maybe that's what I was thinking I, of. I blame fact. the I,
1: car though, more than the hill, but it
0: was a pretty steep hill. Yeah. So, uh, was this back when I was by, uh, in, uh, whatever, uh, so South, the uh, The White Center? N- not no. South Park. Uh, Highland Park. Highland, Highland Park, Park, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, I always, I always need to point this out. Um, if I hadn't given up on that house, if I had tried and barreled my way through, I w- would have owned that house, like, <laughs> ten years ago. Really? But... I- in the same way that is the house that I went crazy in uh and by that I mean I I was positive that there were raccoon people living underneath it
1: not just raccoons but raccoon people
0: Yeah yeah a guy who was sometimes a raccoon and sometimes a guy <laughs> I don't remember um, I don't remember that part of your life Well well it's it's okay I say what crazy... Here's the thing. This is why... This is why being crazy... And being a hermit... Go so well together. Because... It's really an extended dream time. You don't have anyone that you can go... Hey... Did that actually happen? Right. You know what I mean? So, like... When I was at that house... And... This is... This is 100% true. I saw... A guy... Crawl out from under the house and over a fence. You saw a guy crawl out from under your own house? Yeah, like like I was like I was down the alley. There's an alley behind my house. And I was walking down the alley, I turned back and a guy had crawled out from under the house and crawled over the fence and walked. So there was a guy who was maybe underneath the house, right? Right. Later on, I saw a raccoon that was underneath the house. I I see how this is connected. Who's to say that's not the same guy? And then there was this whole thing about tunnels underneath houses and stuff like that. Looking back on it, of course, uh, it's all uh, nonsense. But at the time, I was 50-50 that there was something going on. And other stuff, too, like, I remember uh, I was in the bathtub and I heard something breathe really close to where my head was at <laughs> that I thought was probably a possum that crawled up through a toilet, which, again, probably not the case. Well, uh, I'm glad you're better these days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I'm kind of glad I didn't stay in that house. Uh, and also, you know. Instead I moved in with uh, with Brett Fetzer. Yeah. Uh, he was a great roommate. Um, but that house, and th- then Jennifer and I started dating, and the rest is history
1: that house I mean it was it's a it was a great house for you, but it was actually a pretty terrible house,
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was still, i mean I, fond I, I memories there, don't get me wrong, yeah, yeah, but I mean, I could have done a lot uh better, yeah had i um oh yeah, that was part of it, one of the reasons why I was okay not to say it, the uh crawl spaces. Underneath the house were too shallow. Well, apparently
1: some dude could get under there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do also remember at one point in time a dog ran into my yard and ran under the house and out the other side. And I could hear (laughs) him hitting the top of the house as he was crawling under it. So that was something. Uh, I do remember I did once call the police because there were sounds coming from underneath my house, and he was not impressed that I had called him. I remember that specifically <laughs> um but yeah yeah, yeah, all in all uh there was some good i I do kind of wish I had uh done my plan of putting uh restaurant booths in that main uh area, yeah. Do you remember that? Like, I, well, I don't. So instead of having a diner, dining room, it would have been like a, a restaurant. I remember the main area, I but I don't cool.
1: recall you wanting to put restaurant booths there.
0: Oh yeah, well, it was something I talked about. But Glitcher, uh, Glitcher
1: produced a bunch of a uh, bunch of songs in that house. Spent a, yeah, of, w- spent a couple of spent a couple of long nights
0: doing oh, yeah. the music
1: there, and I remember I was taking the bus home one morning. And it was like oh yeah, was like seven eight o'clock in the morning when we finally finished, and I'm heading home to Wallingford. And on the bus is where I hear that uh, the cha- uh, the Columbia had uh, burned up on reentry. Whoa! That was that morning. That's. Cr- I don't remember what Do song you know- we were working on.
0: Do you know that I I totally missed that? Oh, p- by like the way, pump, fact the Columbia wasn't in my head. Didn't make it. What? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But (laughs) later on, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, like when the spatial burned up. And they said, oh, really? And I was like, yeah, we watched in my class. Like, oh, I thought you meant the other one. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how I missed that fact. It might have gotten taken out of my brain by a raccoon man.
1: So anyway, so we're going to get one to two feet of snow here in Seattle. And um, I went grocery shopping today. Uh, because I was actually planning on doing a big grocery shopping trip today, it just so happens yeah. that it coincided with everybody like panicking at the grocery store to, oh, sure. to get all the stuff. There was plenty of plenty of stuff. You know, I went to the Ballard Fred Meyer, so there was still plenty of stuff, but it was packed, and I stood oh, in, yeah. I stood in line probably thirty to forty five minutes before I wow. got to the checkout
0: counter. It was crazy. That is crazy. Speaking of crazy, hey Betty! <laughs> oh, Betty's not crazy though; she's wonderful. And we are going—we are so close to going to Hen House, uh, which is great because I haven't eaten in a while. Because i can tell you're looking forward. It's, it's almost forward seven to it. o'clock hour time. Yeah. Hey, Betty. So, you ready to go to Hen House? Yes. Um, I—I'm wondering if I can talk to Betty about her latest obsession or not. Okay. Betty? It's Gotham. Betty now loves Gotham. Uh, specifically, she is intrigued by one... Oh, Betty just punched me in the face.
2: Oh, I'm sorry.
0: On accident, trying to shut my mouth before I shared her secrets. <laughs> which, uh, which I will not Understandable. do... Understandable. Uh, anyway. Um, but uh, what I can tell you is Betty has a desk.
2: Yep. And I have a new loft bed, which is made out of metal.
0: Yeah. Is the, what do you think is about the that desk metal underneath loft the bed?
2: bed? It's really cool, but the but the ben. ladder is really hard on my feet.
0: Oh no. Um so Ben wants to know if the desk is underneath the loft bed.
2: Uh, yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. Hey, uh speaking about which Betty, uh did I tell the story in the podcast before about the thing I figured out talking on the phone?
2: I have you? no clue what you're okay, talking Okay, Ben, I about. might
0: have told you this before, but I'm going I'm to tell no you again. I have no clue what you're talking about. Okay. So there's this aspect of talking to Betty on the phone where I'll tell her something, and then she won't say anything, oh. and I'll be like, Betty, did you... And she'll get mad at yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that last week. Oh, my gosh. It still well, is great. I've I've, <laughs> I've unlocked it, Ben. I Because now I'll go... Is that true, Betty? Yes or no? Say it out loud. I don't actually do that, but I will start doing it, and she's going to love it. She's already burying her face in the... I have a comforter that Betty likes. Uh, I may have to get her a comforter. She doesn't have a comforter. No, she has quilts. Ah, There's a big uh, comforter versus quilts... uh, discussion happening in our in our house i am a comforter fan uh jennifer is more of a fan of quilts uh she has pointed out that if you put enough quilts on it's fine (laughs) but i just like having one comforter yeah I'm, i'm a comforter person my preference yeah so uh speaking of a comforter person here comes the cat oh she's not doing anything uh, but, uh, Ben, as I can see by the old clock on the wall, we're almost done. Yeah. Uh, Betty, any words of wisdom for the people?
2: Ding, bubble putt forever.
0: Okay. Huh? Uh You'll have to decipher that, you guys. Alrighty. Looking forward to uh, that and hearing the answer next week on the Goody Lawrence podcast. Yep, and we still have 30 seconds. Oh, Just enough time for a commercial. Oh, Anything you want to plug, Ben? Um, uh-
2: have this comforter!
0: Oh my gosh, Betty just threw the comforter. Betty just threw the comforter on top because of me.
2: comforters are so soft that you can act like you're cuddling someone. You
0: comforters are so soft you can act like you're cuddling someone. You can
2: bury your face in
0: it. Bury your face, face in, really in it. And look really cute. Oh look, she's doing it, Ben. She's so cute. You're missing it. Uh, I can't see. All right. And with that, we've killed thirty seconds. Uh, and thank God. Now, Ben, I uh, I invite you, I entreat you, I implore you, uh, keep it rolling. Oh, hey, wait, I'll, d- I'll do is my so, best. Like, the
2: first time in forever that I've actually stayed for the entire rest of the show. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, it is. Hey, congratulations. All right, Betty is going to be thirteen uh, <clears throat> Next on Valentine's week. Day. Yeah, yeah. Yay. Yeah, so get ready for the sassy teen to take over the world.
2: <laughs> and also, i have got to be dyeing my hair black so that, one, I can channel my inner penguin, and two, I can become the edgy teenager I always wanted to be.
0: Yeah, there you go. She's going to dye her hair black, Ben. She's going goth. Well, uh, uh, um. and with that, I'll invite her to keep it wrong as well. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Keep it wrong, everyone. Yeah, keep, keep it wrong.
2: Us, wrong. Us,
0: everyone. I don't know how to. <laughs> okay. And keep it wrong, uh, everyone. Thanks keep it r- r- All right, I'll talk to, I'll I, talk I, to you I, later. Okay, I like you, Ben. All right. You're great. Take care. Talk to you later. All right. You're also Bye. great, Bye.
2: Ben. You're yep. great.
0: Okay. All right. And now we've hung up on Ben, but we're still here. <laughs> okay, I'm shutting this down.
2: What? What happened? How does this?
0: How does that even? Oh yeah, that's uh, it's it's a uh, the headphones plug into the lightning port because Apple is weird.